Hello, and welcome to Alive It Is Blethering, a podcast where two 30-somethings discuss the music we found and loved growing up. My name is Chris Lavender, and with me is my fellow host, Keith McLeod. Today on Alive It Is Blethering, I'd like to talk about Master of Puppets by Metallica. Chicka chicka cham cham chicka chicka cham cham chicka chicka cham cham cham. I need a new song in my head, love. I need to get battery out of my head. I mean, you could watch Stranger Things and just get Master of Puppets in your head instead. Same song, same song. Ooh. You know, like as if you're trying to transition from Superman into Jurassic Park into Star Wars. Like it just all flows into the same thing for me right now now you're going to superman uh, spasm <laughs> ow okay yep okay thanks very much for everyone for tuning in we are alive just blethering and we are a weekly podcast where we talk about the music we found and loved growing up and this week yeah i'm Jumping on the bandwagon, this album, this, the song, the eponymous title song of this album has been making the rounds on the social media front, etc. So, hasn't it just? Just a bit, just a bit. So, I thought, you know what? Let's talk about it. This was one we did. Well, I was going to say, peek behind the curtain before we launched. As a live or just blethering, we did a few albums in the uh, that we didn't release and will never release, and that's not just a joke. We will never release those episodes as as practice to sort of find our feet, to find the format that we wanted to go with. And you did Master of Puppets, so we spoke about this a while ago. It was. It was probably over. Must be at least over a year ago now. It was, be... it was December twenty twenty. Christ Almighty. Have we well I forgot how long we practiced. Yeah, so we we did talk about this album at length, and I'll 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 fucking do it again. I know you've made me do it again as well. Bloody hell! Okay. If you'd like to talk about the album at length, please feel free to do so and join the conversation at AWGB Podcast on Instagram or Twitter. We're also putting up videos on. We're also putting up the episodes on YouTube. And there's Facebook as well, maybe sometimes. So, Or if you'd like to send us an email, awgbpodcast at gmail.com. If you've got a long-form point you'd like to make around Master of Puppets. It's going to be a bit of a divided episode this week, to, to say the least. Although maybe not as divided as you might think, love. Maybe not. I'm, I'm prepared for it, I think. This is an album that is unmistakably, of all the albums we've discussed on this podcast to date I don't think a single one of them has the same critical response that this album has ooh same critical response not what I thought you were going to go there I'll just say yeah yeah I've, I've pulled my words I've, I've pulled my words a bit I pulled my words back a little bit but yeah no because if, if you had gone with potentially one of the most legendary albums that we've covered I probably would agree with you. It's one of the most influential. Yeah. Because it's the oldest. It's the <laughs> oldest, but I mean, we've also covered what we've covered, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, okay. Equal, Equally so, have we recovered 
Have we covered anything else reasonably important? Tool, maybe? Nah. Nah. You're not putting... You know, I mean, you would put Tool and Rage Against Machine in the same bed, but you're not putting Master of Puppets and Rage Against Machine and Tool as influential as each other. No, I think I it's... I don't think, anyway. I think it's unavoidable to have gone through your metal journey and not have heard a Metallica song, let alone a Metallica album. 100%. At some point in your metal life, you have thought, I'm going to listen to Master Puppets, or I'm going to listen to the Black Album, or Ride the Lightning, Justice for... Fuck it, you wanted to listen to St. Anger. St. Anger was your intro into this band. Somewhere along the line. If you're someone sitting there and you're like, I've never heard a Metallica album... Are you a metal fan? I, yeah, it's very much a I don't believe you. There's just very this this band, I mean it's it's hard to say. We're from a generation that I think were probably a step behind from Metallica. Yeah. We were we started our metal journeys when we were in our early teens at the at the turn of the millennium. And at that point Metallica were waning to say the least to say the least and they then released one of their most divisive albums in 2003 i think saint anger came out yeah i think so so you know that may have been your if that was your first album because i'll be honest saint anger came out yeah i went and bought it on day release because i didn't know how so fucking, did i don't know how shit it was the reason I went and bought St. Anger on day release or, you know, shortly after was because I had heard Master of Puppets because I had heard the Black Album because I had lost my mind to the video for one just like everyone else had. You know, I was raiding off of... I'd heard S&M, you know. Oh, S&M had totally blown my mind and I couldn't think there was going to be anything better than S&M. And then there was St. Anger, you know. Oh boy, like a real... It was a real tumultuous time. A real doozy of a time. And uh, is that a good word? Tumultuous? It was for the band, to say the least. Sure. They'd gone through a big change. They'd lost their bassist, Jason. And <laughs> they'd... I've just remembered my recurring joke of this thing has had more... Ba- had, this X had more, has had more X than Metallica's had bassists. <laughs> Which, in the grand scheme of things, they've had three. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> It doesn't work. It never worked. I was like, every time you said that, I'm like, what? <laughs> it's still funny. I still, I still hold up to it. I still think it's funny. <laughs> that you know, it was they very famously removed their bassist from the band who'd been with them since 1987, uh, only because the original bassist, the founding bassist of Metallica, Cliff Burton a legend in his own right, had passed away via a bus accident on the tour for Master of Puppets. Yep. Stockholm, September 1986, only six months after the album had been released. And Cliff has writing credits, which is something that Jason really never really had. He did have credits with the band but they didn't come in until much much later and it's supposed that even the following album from after master puppets and justice for all 
most of the songs written on that album were already written by with Cliff in the room. Yeah, from what I'd read, Cliff was uh, to coin a fruit or you know the pun instrumental in Metallica's early writing. Instrumental. That's a good one. You know, he was he was very important and was a massive contributor to, to their writing. He was classically trained in music where the other guys perhaps weren't so much. And he he gave them a lot of structure and a lot of direction in their music. And then he died, you know? And so they, they sort of lost that. No comment whatsoever on what Jason brought to the band, Jason said, But, yeah, I think on the stuff that I've read and that credits... Cliff, you can sort of hear his inspiration over maybe what is James and Kurt like thrashing out a riff. Do you know what I mean? As I understand it, this was this was their to this was their breakout album. They were opening gigs for Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, touring the world. This was this was them taking it to another step. They were doing stadium shows yeah and this was their first opportunity to really do that um so to me this this was their breakout album yeah it wasn't their chart topper unlike the black album which is oh well i think i think master puppets brought them into into the mainstream and you could say the black album made them mainstream brilliant way of putting it thank you and and justice for all with its video for one like i want to find this out i've tried searching for it online so the video for for one is it's a film called uh and johnny got his gun or is it john mm-hmm. johnny got a gun or something like that i read once somewhere and i don't know how true it is but i'm sure i read once that metallica own the rights to that film because they couldn't be fucked with any sort of legal wrangling about the use or the inspiration. Because the song is about Johnny Got His Gun. It's it's the whole song is about that film and about watching that film and that film happening in the song. Okay. So they didn't want to get dragged into any sort of like legal IP battles or anything like that over who owns the rights to what. Metallica just... didn't want to get into any IP battles. Metallica wanted to own. That's going to come up later. That's that that might come and bite them soon. Another reason why Metallica was so ingrained in our lives early on was was their actions. I'm not going to. But not for not for not to their benefit, shall we say? So, Master of Puppets. This is the album you found Metallica on, and what an album to find Metallica on. How did you find Master of Puppets? Downloading music. Downloading music. <laughs> how I, ironic. How ironic. I I was aware of Metallica. My friends had talked about them. I had heard the Black Album played on the radio for the last ten years or so. And I had been told like master of puppets is the best so i was like right fine i'm gonna go and get an album and it'll be master of puppets Mm -hmm. 
So I went on the old search of my doodles and I found Metallica Master of Puppets and it was about 30 megabytes in size. Was it, just just for salt in the wound, was it Napster? No. This was my first and only song that I downloaded using Audio Galaxy. Wow, I don't even know Audio Galaxy. It was the first downloading peer-to-peer program that I remember having that you could resume downloads. Now, kids, those of us who were born pre- or post-1990 may not be aware. You used to have to dial into the internet. You used to have to make a phone call (laughs) to get on the internet. Now, I was only allowed on the internet after 6 o'clock for a maximum of two hours before, nothing to do with my parents. That was just when I could connect and it was how long it stayed connected for. Every two hours, the connection would drop and you'd have to redial back in. Because you didn't used to get unlimited connections, did you? You didn't get unlimited connections and yeah, you needed to dial in at at the time when it was off-peak. That was the plan that that my parents paid for. So, and if you're too young to understand what off-peak means, Google it. Google it. Why are you listening to a podcast of 30-somethings moan about something that is totally irrelevant in today's world? You lucky, lucky buggers. You don't know how good you've got it. Anyway, so I had to download a big song. Napster wasn't going to cut it. Napster didn't allow you to resume downloads. If you got right. cut off... During downloading a song, it was gone. It was gone. It would start again. It would. It would end, and it would. You you would never find the the original file. So, someone told me about Audio Galaxy, and it was fucking slow. Mm -hmm. But it allowed the file to resume, and I found someone who had Master Puppets, and it was a really large file. So I assumed it was the album I was perhaps downloading. Uh-oh. Turns out it was the track, Master Puppets, S&M live version. Ah, oh, no way. So what a weird version to get as well. Yeah, if, lo- expecting... if you don't know the song, like there's loads of like sing-along bits. Yeah, and the bits that you have heard or what your friends have let you hear, etc. If you're expecting like a thrash metal band and then you hear an orchestra. Yep. Totally weird. Very weird. And it wasn't until... You know, a few weeks later when a friend just gave me the CD and then I ripped it, that I was yeah. able to, to get it. And it was Im- Im- immediately, I was like, this song's incredible. Like, it's such a rich song. And to hear it, like you say, in this setting of an orchestra in the background and it's very fantastical and it's so operatic and... And elaborate. Elaborate. And it goes it goes through motions and uh, like different sections because you've got these defined sort of moments. It tells a story. I, love, I fucking love that song. And to hear it now getting played and getting to what, number 22 as we record this in the UK album? So. Or the UK yep. singles charts? Yep. For that to happen in my lifetime is wonderful to see. Thank you, Stranger Things. Yeah. No, I touched on it last week and I said I don't I don't have any hate for for people sort of 
maybe jumping on the bandwagon a little bit for the old social medias or whatever you know about Metallica or and because of Stranger Things or whatever but they've embraced it they've done a terrible TikTok duo play along thing and it looks fucking awful but whatever it's like your dad trying to use the internet or like your your sort of older dad not quite a granddad yet or maybe is a grand who knows it just looks shit but you know and that's cool because at the end of the day what we're talking about is how we found this music when we were younger and if Stranger Things exposes younger people to this sort of music then great because they're about to go on a very similar journey to what we did and I've sort of picked up on something before we started recording because we were talking about it and I googled it and I just wanted to see that character Eddie and blah 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 FYI maybe spoilers for Stranger Things I don't know and I don't really care but it's the image and Eddie is on he's, he's doing a power stance right yep you know he's he's proper 80s metal he's denim jeans he's got like the the, the, the cut off jacket he's got the patches he's got the long hair and he's got what looks like a sort of BC rich jaggy metal guitar and you know he's pulling a power cord and he's doing he's doing the power stance and that's what sort of takes me back to that episode was like I don't know but I just don't see a lot of that in sort of media these days like it's as if like metal has been just shut off to the corners where metal like lives and hibernates like if you're into metal like you'll see that sort of imagery Gods of Metal, Metal Gods, that movie I watched on Netflix a couple. Of oh, Metal Lords, well. I still need Metal to watch Lords. that. I still Thank need you. to watch that. Metal Lords as well brings out this imagery that, like, to me, like, is striking and makes me makes me want to listen to that sort of music, you know, and 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 that sort of imagery appeals to me and stuff like that. So, also, thank you, Stranger Things, for stopping Kate Bush for a hot minute and showing us some. Some original metal. But it is a BC Rich. I just put my head in my hands because I was just doing a little search, sorry, just while we were talking there. And uh, BC Rich have released a Stranger Things replica guitar. Everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. Why not? Man? But it's. But then I noticed, I was like, oh my God, they've literally, it's in a box and everything. My God, it's Stranger Things. It's just a BC Rich. And then it's actually a, a, a model. It's just a little dinky Oh, not a real guitar. Yeah, I was like, oh, That's that makes funny. it cute. But still forty dollars. But yeah, an original version can be bought for four thousand six hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. God damn! They are on back order. Yeah, it's going to be a popular guitar. Is, it? is that going to be like the new sort of Epiphone Les Paul Voodoo or something? Do you know what I mean? Well, not for four grand actually. Not for four and a half grand. No, I would hope it's going to be something. I don't know where. I try to think of like. It's a very iconic guitar for 80s thrash. Yeah. I always remember seeing like the Slayer videos and even like Mick from Slipknot, he uses a BC Rich. He did in the, the early days. In the early days, yeah. he had a BC I think Rich. He's more Ibanez these days, but. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is a very iconic guitar. Will it ever reach the same heights as. A Telecaster or a Strat? No, it's it's still got it's got a look about it, and not not to my taste of guitars anyway. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you. No, not at all. I I like it's the shape of it's fucking weird. I'll give you that, but a very cool paint job on it. But the um, 
yeah, the point being is anyone who's got hate for anyone who's like, oh yeah, Metallica, I've never heard Metallica before, but Stranger Things has, has given me Metallica. Cool, man. Cool. Because you want to know how I found Metallica? Fucking Kerrang. Kerrang TV. One. You know, in and amongst the adverts for, you know, Sticky Buddy, there's a YouTube reference. Uh, or, <laughs> you know, in and amongst shit adverts for, like, you know, shit stuff. Like, how can like, we complain about ads for Raid, Shadow Legends, and fucking, what are those earplugs called? Oh, um, Ray, uh, Raycons. Raycons. You know, how can we complain about those things when we had adverts in between songs for probably PPI and yeah, um, I'm trying to think what the other 2000s adverts, just in car insurance. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of yeah, like I'm thinking of stuff that was like you find at the end of an aisle in a shopping like in in Grazda. Like, you know, oh, here's this amazing cleaning product. Oh, from JML. Like, yeah, G- yeah, JML. You can buy you can buy this amazing product here if in between your Metallica 1 and Aerosmith uh, loving an elevator. You know, <laughs> that was like, it, it's, uh, it's a bit silly, but no, it's all targeted ads anyway. We're not going to talk about that. But, and that's where I found Metallica. So, irrespective okay. of Stranger Things, thanks, we've, we've ticked that box of, of bandwagonage. Bandwagonage? I love a riffage. Bandwagonage? Yeah. Kerrang. One. It just, that, that, that piqued my interest. And of course, having friends at the time who knew a little bit more than me were just like, oh, yeah, listen to the Black Album and Enter Sandman. Of course, we won't even mention Enter Sandman yet, but I don't know that I was really fully aware of Master of Puppets until like quite a bit later on. Here's an interesting thought about the Black Album. Oh, yeah. I'm, you're gonna have to put your put your 1999 1998 hat hat on here. Oh, hang on, let me let me just get my um my New York Yankees red baseball cap ready. I need I'm, I need a, I need to check I need to quick check a quick date oh, of, of something because 2000. Okay, so the date is April 18th 2000. A song is released. Had you heard? American Badass before you heard Sad But True. Yes. Thankfully, fucking yes. What, you heard American Badass first? No, your question was, had I heard Sad But True first? Or had I heard... Whatever, whatever you just said. Which one, did you, which one did you hear first? American Badass or Sad But True? Sad But True. I think mine might have been American Badass. I think mine's was Sad But True. Because American Badass was like... Radio, yeah, it was everywhere. That was fucking everywhere, and all I'd heard from I all I knew from the Black Album at that time was nothing else matters and uh, Enter Sandman because they were also just radio songs. This was and whatever was on like Kerrang and stuff and MTV Two, and I don't remember there being a Sad but True video. I didn't hear Sad But True until I got the Black Album, which I bought on CD a, a few, maybe a, maybe about a year later, if I'm thinking about it. I might have heard Sad But True first, but I didn't hear American Badass first. Oh no, that is American Badass, isn't it? That is Sad But True, isn't it? It's the same, Did it's it, the riff. Yeah. Did Kid Rock not cover two songs? Fuck knows. Fuck knows. What else did he do? I don't know, because he's an absolute 
Yeah, no, I, I think it was. Moment. I think it was actually only sad but true in American Badass. Oh man, I might have heard American Badass first because it was the Undertaker's theme song. Yes, it was, and I was well in like, the WWF then. I'm sure. Oh yeah, that was like peak Raw. You know, that was that was peak Raw. That was Stone Cold. That was The Rock. That was Degeneration X. That was Rage Against the Machine, but not Rage Against the Machine, if you know what I mean. That was. And that was The Undertaker as the American badass, bandana and, you know, denim and riding on a motorbike and everything. I'm, I think you're right. I think I heard American badass first. Yeah, and then, I think so. That's depressing. Just thinking about the timeline of things, because the first Metallica album that I remember hearing from end to end was Master of Puppets. But Metallica, as of, as we've alluded to so many times, were just there. They were just yeah. all over there. They were just all over there. I didn't. I don't even think I knew one was, and Justice for All. I think at the time I thought Enter Sandman and One were like the same album because they were just getting played at the same time. Yeah, fair enough. Like if you've, as a kid, if you don't understand how albums work how songs get released and you're discovering them for the first time and you know you don't have wikipedia or the internet or your phone to just quickly double check when that was released and stuff like that like yeah you just see a collection of songs you see enter sandman you see one you see whatever else was kicking about and that's i've just had songs a flashback to a conversation i had with my dad which is very reminiscent to a conversation that my five-year-old daughter has with me when I realised that Brian Adams has more than one song. And I was like, but, <laughs> what? But Brian Adams has got three songs, but someone else's, Bon Jovi's only got one song because I'd only heard one song. So it's in, in that, you know, got you. Okay, young, got kid, you, yeah. young kid mentality, it's like, as far as I know, there are only three songs that this person's ever made, and there were just his three music videos. Yeah, that, those these are like the sort of like conversations that you would have as a as a child because you don't really understand the the bigger picture things. So yeah, as as teenagers, I would have been about probably twelve years old when I probably heard. I mean, no. Master when Puppets. was the when was the Undertaker? Yeah, when the Undertaker was coming out, I would have been maybe like maybe my twelve, thirteen year old at that point, and. Yeah, I just remember that riff. And then the first time I heard Sad But True being like, the motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Hang on a bloody minute. Fuck, this this album came out at least nine years earlier. Yeah, quick, quick googs. And American Badass for The Undertaker ran from 2000 to 2002. So right in time for... For that song, basically, that song was probably written for that at that time. Let's be honest. I mean, I'm not going to give Chris Chris Rock. I'm not going to give Kid Rock any any credit at all. He's absolute garbage. Oh right, okay. Let me re- rephrase that. Kid Rock probably butchered that song for The Undertaker. I'm just looking. So that was on Kid Rock's album, The History of Rock. Which was the history? That's a bit white. And that was a bunch of re-releases. Like 
that wasn't even a real album. The mother fucking waster. It was from two albums of his that he'd written in the mid nineties. Oh, really? Yeah. You watched like American Badass before? No, it looks like American Badass was added on. Right. It was an unreleased demos and unreleased songs, including the single American Badass. Anyway, I'm, I'm. That's enough. Cowboy. That's the song you're thinking of. That was the other famous Kid Rock song. I've talked about Kid Rock for long enough. Yeah, too much. Anyway. So you've you've found Master of Puppets, you've downloaded it. Sorry, you downloaded the SM version. Your Loved friends it. then gave you the album, you've burned it. Where did you go next with Metallica? I went I went hard. Everywhere. I went hard. I went back, I went forwards, I got everything. I I got my hands on every bit of Metallica recording I could get my hands on at the time. So I'd by this point I was I think I might have had my first job. So I was mm-hmm. pulling in minimum wage, you know three pound ninety, four pound twenty. Four four ten. Four ten an hour was a good good it was a well-paying job for, for what it was waiting tables damn straight you know damn straight. two nights a week and then you've got enough money to buy a couple of albums and you know it just kept on growing from then you know so it was like i went through the discography and got them all and kill them all kill them all is is fine okay it's a it's a fine album don't think i've heard it it's got a couple of decent songs on it that actually stand up today as as far as it goes, it it sounds like it was a band's first album. Like, I mean, we talked about Devil Wears Prada a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, their first album sounds like shit as well, you know? <laughs> like, and I and I give it a pass, and I give Kill 'Em All a pass for yeah. many of the same reasons. It 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 sounds like it's recorded in a basement with a tin and two fucking wires. But was. you've got some songs on there, especially like Jump in the Fire, which credit to Dave Mustaine on that one. Is it's got a, a good little got a great guitar riff in it if you if you're into it uh, and Whiplash and obviously Seek and Destroy and I really like to play Seek and Destroy on guitar because it's it's a little fun riff loved it having a moment loved it the next album Ride the Lightning blew my socks off yeah because of the song Fade to Black. Okay. Probably my favorite Metallica song is Fade to Black. I because Metallica have been around for so long and they're so infamous. I know the Metallica song Fade to Black. I don't know if I could tell you I've heard the Metallica song Fade to Black. To me it was the first time that I really listened to an 80s thrash metal band aside from when I'd heard them doing S&M which was like 1999 or whatever. But it was really, like, somber and soft and, and really quite a quite a nice, a really nice song to have on. Yep. And, yeah, that song, and they've got some classics on there. You've, you've got Trapped Under Ice, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Great songs. Like, that, that album is an absolute cracker. And then to get Master of Puppets afterwards, which... 
I, I really don't like calling albums perfect. Mm-hmm. But? And I won't call Master Puppets perfect. Because there is one song on it that I dislike. Ooh. You dislike a Metallica song? I dislike it because I feel it is... It just doesn't fit. For some reason, this song just feels out of place on this album. Before you go into that, though, I feel I feel it's time for me to sort of... I feel this is a good point for me to sort of express, as I have done many times before on the pod, I don't like Metallica. I, Or I'm, maybe that I don't like them isn't fair to say. Maybe it's a point where... I just was done with them so long ago. Yeah, I can't listen to Metallica today and not think of the last 20 years of Metallica. I can't not think of Napster. I can't not think of St. Anger and Lulu and, God. you know, that sort of stuff. It's fucking... I can't not think of Some Kind of Monster. The documentary. I think some kind of monsters maybe a point where I could sort of come back to and say this very much changed my perception of the band. Yeah, and I don't I don't blame I don't blame anyone for that. I I give them a pass because I think they were the first band that I can remember hearing as a kid and being like, This is going to become classic rock. Right, okay. So here, here, here I am listening to my dad's records. I'm listening to the Deep Purples, Black Sabbaths, Led Zeppelins, and and Pink Floyd records. And I'm like, imagine. And I'm, I'm ever since I was a kid, I've always wondered like, which of these bands that I listen to are going to be that well revered and remembered? Right, which and, of your Deftones and your your Linkin Parks and exactly. your Bushes. Oasis and things like that. I'm like, there's, 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 yeah. there's the two examples I'll give you of a band that I'm like, they will be talking about this band in thirty years' time for the right reasons, because of the music. Yeah, and that will be Metallica, Oasis. To be fair, it has been nearly forty years from Metallica, so they're already still talking about them. Yeah, but it's I, I recognised really early on that these were. An influential band, yeah, and yeah. yeah so I, I've always given them a pass, and I'll I'll never take that away from Metallica. Credit where credit is due, they influenced me a lot as a teenager, and I recognise their contribution to music and metal and how many bands we would not have without Metallica. I get that, but for me to be sitting here in twenty twenty two to go back and listen to Master of Puppets. I can't do it in isolation. I can't not hear the Napster arguments. I can't <laughs> not hear that fucking snare on St. Anger. So just the the music lost a lot of of its meaning, a lot of its weight, a lot of its heaviness. And I want to come back to I want to come back to some kind of monster because I think some kind of monster in some ways is a very healthy great thing that Metallica did because it was Grown-ass men who had historically a very macho, you know, metal, like toxic metal. Toxic. Toxic is a good word for it. And perception and the, they They were, used to call themselves alcoholica. They were, you know, yeah. they, they were heavy drinkers. I mean, the song Master of Puppets is about 
being addicted to cocaine. It's, yeah. you know, they, they were into drugs. They, was, they were an excess 80s metal band that had carried on through into the 90s and managed to not die out. They'd changed their sound. They changed their sound enough in the mid '90s to stay relevant to sort of ride the grunge wave in of hard rock. Yeah, because they did like Damage Inc. and stuff like that, and Garage. That or is it Garage? I'm thinking Garage, Garage Inc. is all the covers, right? Lord and what I perceive as their worst album, not Sin Anger, but their worst album is Reload, right? Because it's devoid of anything. At least Saint Anger is a car crash, and you can't not watch a car crash. <laughs> so accurate, so fair. There's something, there's something interesting to talk about it. I could talk about Saint Anger with as much passion as I'm talking about Master Puppets today, purely no, because, play, purely because it's a, it's a, it's an absolute bin fire of an album, yeah. and I would be talking about some kind of monster as well because that. You have to put the two together. You can't listen to them in a in a vacuum or watch one in a vacuum because you have to know how fucking low they went. Yeah, and that's that's the positivity I take out of, of that. As much as it's a fucking painful watch and it's it shows them in a completely different light, it changes the perception of the music, better or worse, however you want to take it. I don't know. You know, they addressed some levels of toxic masculinity and how substance abuse had changed them and they didn't want to be those guys anymore and you can maybe argue that the music has changed since but it was still a really weird thing that they put out tell you the moment i got back I, I, i'm not gonna lie after some kind of monster i did step back somewhat and went through and had my own discovery of, of music that was being released in my lifetime like we've discussed over the last 50 odd episodes. Mm -hmm. But then there was an event which made me appreciate Metallica for the band they are once more, which was when they headlined Glastonbury. Okay. I remember watching that and going into work the next day and being incredibly positive about it and hearing people who I worked with at the time who were not into this kind of music at all complimenting it and saying that was a great show they put on a good show and I, and you know I was like yeah they did and they played all the classics they didn't they didn't go out and just play all the the easy they could have gone out and played lulu for that crowd and they would have lapped it up and I would have been like that was a trash show so that was 8 years ago glassenbury 2014 and they played some of I think that set list, I think they opened with, did they open with Creeping Death? A fucking Misfits cover? Okay. I was like, that's amazing. I was like, they, play, they were playing things from Ride the Lightning and, and they played the Metallica set. I was like, yeah. good on them. Good. And, they, and they, it was sort of like seeing them embrace what they do best. Okay, I have a counterpoint to that or I have a counter perception of that. And... Yeah, you can never take away those songs. And I think anyone who has the slightest inkling in sort of metal music or heavy guitar music or whatever will hear something of Metallica and enjoy it. Because whether it's whether you're, as like me, you're not into thrash, you know, Master of Puppets is more thrash than, say, the Black Album. Hands down, it's more thrash than the, the, the Black Album, which is probably why 
I liked the Black Album because there's the thrashier elements of Master of Puppets pff, bore me to tears. Can't be fucked with them. Don't care. But 2014, you're seeing Glastonbury. You know they did a great set, and this is what sort of comes to another. Un, you know how I see Metallica these days is they have just been riding their own coattails for so long. They haven't done for me personally anything good maybe since the 80s you know it's all just recycling master of puppets and the black album and ride the lightning and stuff like that like if that's why weren't they playing lulu if if to i get it because it's a summer festival you're going to play the big hits but i wonder how much of lulu and death magnetic or whatever it is is in their modern sets I can't think of much. There might be one or two. They did do S and M two recently, and there are songs. Just another recycle, though. No, you know? they they oh. did they did a lot of new ones in it. They put new yeah, songs in the, from the Death Magnetic and from Hardwired to Self Destruct. So the concept, though, like ah, oh, people really loved that time we did our music with an orchestra. Let's do that again. Twenty years later, with a new bassist and a new set list. But I, I, you know what, they do their best Metallica and sometimes there's there's a lot of bands that I hear today that were out in the 80s I'm going to name one who I am I was a big Def Leppard fan they were the first band I ever saw live and Def Leppard released an album a few weeks ago stop it (laughs) stop it just just do what you do best. Do what you're known for. Like sometimes there's a, there's a line that needs to be drawn. That you're not writing good music anymore. You you've passed it. You're not writing anymore. You're not playing as well anymore. Just go out. You could sell out a stadium with you know you could sell out a stadium twenty thousand people for three nights and play two albums back to back that you wrote in the mid eighties and you would rake it in in merchandise in ticket sales hype you name it but at least those guys are out there and uh, well i mean no in fairness metallica are writing new music all right i'm just looking at snm2 majority of the playlist sorry majority of the set list is newer music but you've still got tracks from ride the lightning you've got a song from load and the last songs are wherever i may roam one master of puppets nothing else matters and sandman like they're their biggest songs, but were they not part of SNM one? They were. They were. There's things on SNM to bring that album in. I think I would have loved to have heard Fade to Black. It's an already a a quite operatic and and you know string laden song. That would have fit lovely. I think they did Fade to Black for SNM too. Am I wrong? Call of Cthulhu was also that was a that was all that was on the original one that was the opener. It's also on two though. I need to find out I've, again. See, this is the thing though. Like S and M two, I think I might have listened to it once. Or is it? Am I looking at this the wrong way? And is it that like S and M is its own album? So if you've got the S and M version of Call of Cthulhu, it's just another live album where they've played Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Still, Call of Cthulhu's still got Dave Mustaine as a credit as well. Bless him. Oh, he's bless his wee ginger head. But yeah, a but lot of it. Cthulhu it's... is also a theme on Master of Puppets because it's the the one that should not be. Yeah, that, and there's the one song from Master of Puppets that I don't like. 
Thank you. We brought that one round. Full circle. Didn't Here even mean go. to. Oh, man, seriously. The thing that should not be was a song that a friend suggested that we play as a band. I don't understand. Sorry, uh, what do you mean? He, he brought it to a, a band practice. We'll do a Metallica song. We'll do we'll do the thing that should not be. Wait, like, is so this I'm, in your real life or Kirk Hammett? This, this is a real life. I was in a band. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that completely. Right, real life. You're at a band practice. Your friend brings call. Um, here's the songs. The here's the songs be. this band has has currently got in its in its repertoire. Alien and Farm, Smooth Criminal. Madness, Baggy Trousers. Baggy Trousers. I don't know why I'm doing this, but anyway. And then we were also going to do a Primus song. We know has got a big brown beaver. No, the. The Duchess and the something I can't remember, and we were going to do. Oh, your bass player could play that. Yeah, it was a bass. It was the bass player. His, he was nice. His thing. So anyway, nice. He suggested thing that should not be, and I remember being just being like, that is the weakest Metallica song I can think of. Well, there's another one on this album. I think is pretty garbage as well, but that's we'll, we'll get there. Go on then. Leper Messiah sucks. Bow to the Leper Messiah. Get in the bend, Keith. Now, I, I agree. The thing that should not be is probably worse. I, I, I hate the verse structure of that song. I think that's what I don't like about it either. I think it's the, the something about the vocals just don't fit. You've had battery which is like just an onslaught of da 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 and then you've got and then you've got the master of puppets which is just this massive elaborate and really beautifully structured song and then you've got the thing that should not be and it's a bit like it's a downer it's probably the downer of where it sits in the album as well and you know the rest of the album you've got sanitarium welcome home disposable heroes which is chef's kiss Fucking love disposable heroes. It's pretty you good. Pro- no, I won't lie. And and then you've got Orion and Damaging, and then Leper Messiah, and then you've got the thing that should not be just sticks out a bit as a. It's to, to to say that Cthulhu is this Lovecraftian mythical creature from the sea and stuff like that. Like the thing that should not be is absolutely a wet fish on this album. Like it's just a bit of nothing. Face the thing that should not be. Minging. The Ed, uh, I'll, I'll agree. Disposable Heroes is pretty good. Probably my favorite song on the album still is Orion. I think Orion is just cool. Can't fault it, man. And yeah, when we look at where me and you went in our listening in two thousand tens with your Russian circles. Yep, I your Mastodons. Mastodons. I think. I think Orion's because it's an instrumental. I think it's it's got that sort of like, is it an instrumental or is it post? Well, it could be the same thing. You're right. It's it's pre sort of like that instrumental post doomy sort of music, and ironically, as I'm saying, Mastodon Mastodon covered Orion for the Kerrang 20th anniversary. Oh god. Special, which was actually the first time, and I think I said this last week, 
I first heard Master of Puppets via that version. I hadn't heard the Metallica version first. Hands up. Fuck me. Got it free through a magazine. Listened to Master of Puppets via... I've got the list of of who covered what. Do you want to, do you want to go through it? Kill me. So if you're... We've mentioned Crying loads of times before, not just a music channel. It was also a weekly. Yeah, it was. I'm sure it was weekly. Weekly it was magazine. paper. I remember it being like paper. Yeah, it was a paper magazine. I think we've still got a couple. But yeah, Kerrang! Well, the TV channel came from the, the 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 paper magazine because that's what you know started in the eighties or whenever it was. So anyway, track one, Battery and Machine Head. Boo. Track two, Master of Puppets, Trivium. Boo. The thing that should not be. Sorry, but that goes to Scottish band Mended. Fuck. I know. Bullet for My Valentine did Sanitarium, Chimera, previous, well, what, what, we've got three previous topics so far. Chimera did Disposable Heroes, fucking Fightstar did Leper Messiah. Charlie Simpson. Yalling his way through it. Mm-hmm. Mastodon on Orion, and another previous topic, Funeral for a Friend on Damage Inc. I do remember Funeral for a Friend being into their 80s metal. Because I remember the drummer Ryan always wearing Iron Maiden t-shirts in his videos. Yeah, they also toured with Maiden pretty early on, I think. I think on the Hours album, they definitely did a support tour with Maiden. Yeah, it didn't go down well because the Maiden fans did not like it. Fuck you, Maiden. Fuck all of you. Just for not liking my boys. Yeah, this was a... This was a, a very good album. I, my Master Puppets Trivium. I'm going to rip that bandage off again, aren't I? I can't remember. We talked about this during the Trivium episode. Mm-hmm. When I saw Trivium perform Master Puppets live. Oh, yeah. This is what turned you off, wasn't it? F- that was it. That, that is the reason I hated Trivium was they absolute butchered this song. They butchered it. They butchered the recording or they butchered the live? Version? Live, live. So when I saw them live, because they didn't even finish the song, they gave up halfway because they just fucked it up that much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether other shows during that, um, I think it was the Crusades tour, because it would be number three, whether they'd, they'd picked it up or whatever or fixed it, didn't make the same fuck-ups again. Don't care. You had your chance. And then Paolo goes and fucking tells me to... No, the... Like, to say that we listened to Master of Puppets in the December of 2021, I think I pretty much came out of that only appreciating Orion. I think I was pretty adamant. I hated everything else. Not really the case now. I, I had way more of an appreciation for Barry and Master of Puppets. Welcome home sanitarium i could probably take or leave disposable heroes way much more of an appreciation for that i think understanding the meaning of it a bit more helped me leper messiah can get in the bin orion awesome and damage inc a bit more like sanitarium could probably take it or leave it to be honest but it's still a thrash album and i'm still not a thrash fan i did find some of the riffs a bit like what is the what is the gem 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 that's battery isn't it gem 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 gem
there's the bit on the thing that should not be, the sort of phased-esque sort of guitar on the outro that I was like, that sounds kind of neat, like as a standalone effect. <laughs> it, it sounded all right, but generally speaking, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a chore really to to get myself through this. Fair enough. I'm not gonna not gonna knock you. It's a long album. It's about fifty fifty five minutes. Or so. Oh yeah, to say that you criticize longer songs on albums or whatever, you know, Master Puppets is eight and a half minutes long. <laughs> it, and it's eight, only eight tracks though, and each track I can. Oh. Yeah, I've I've heard this album so many times, it just passes in an instant. It's proggy though, right? I don't think we've really talked about that. Like it's thrash metal, but right. it's also quite a proggy metal album. And that's why I think it stands above the the other thrash albums of its era. And it's probably why it may stand may well stand the test of time. It gets pulled into the the the, the big four because you had Anthrax and Slayer and Megadeth release really big thrash metal albums within a year of of this yeah and you know you've got slayers rain and blood megadeth's peace sells but who's buying and anthrax is among the living now then how many how many anthrax songs have you listened to in the last 20 years that weren't with public enemy Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna come. This is gonna come up in what are we listening to? But one, <laughs> I have listened to one other song. Slayer's Rain and Blood, again a a seminal album, but it's not got the same progressiveness. It's not got the same longevity as Master Puppets and Peace Sells, but who's buying? It's Megadeth, you know. We've talked about Dave Mustaine before. Fuck that it's Megadeth. I'm not talking about Megadeth. Um, I, I like the song "Peace Sells." Like it's, but it's you know you put the it's night and day when you put it next to Metallica, which band was ahead of the curve. Yeah, and yet probably, like you say, Cliff came along instrumental to the band and made the songs as beautiful and memorable as they are today and to be talking about them like you know what are we talking about 86 it was released and to be talking about them almost you know 30 36 years later is pretty amazing undeniable undeniable and you you will you will forever credit metallica for being an incredibly influential band should they have stopped maybe 10 years ago that's subjective. You know, I, I personally stopped listening to them a long time ago. I haven't really appreciated any music that didn't come out of the, the 80s slash 90s. Whiskey in the Jar should forever get a nod for being an absolutely amazing version of that. So credit to them. But, yeah. Look, if, if Metallica released a new album tomorrow, would I give it a listen? Yeah, probably. Have a little have a little peek. Have a little, hey guys, what what, what you doing? Do I expect it to be any good? Fucking no. Yeah, and I'm I'm on that page with you as well. I'm not not gonna deny it. I will, I will judge any new music they release with a with a. I'll I'll judge it harshly, because I know how good they can be. I just don't think they're the band they were though, and that's that's intentional because they have 
changed their lifestyles. They have changed the people they were because they're not the the alcoholic just touring for years band anymore. They're they're family men. They've grown up. Ironically, you know, you always you've always thought of them as adults, but they weren't. They were in their twenties when they're doing this stuff. Yep. Like they 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 have changed, and their music reflects that, and that's cool. I'm happy for them to keep doing their thing, but it's not something that I've been into for a while now. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to tie it up. They, you know, they're a they were ahead of their their class in 1986. They rode the wave solidly through the mid 90s the wave broke in 2003 in spectacular fashion and now they're just ebbing and flowing with the tide power to them man it will be a sad day that metallica throw in the towel you know if, if metallica tomorrow said that's it guys we're done no more metallica i would acknowledge that as a loss fair yeah. You know, as much as I was criticizing, oh, they only play the old stuff and they're riding those coattails and stuff like that, it would still be a loss that some kid is not going to have the chance to see that stuff. That's a fair. I think that's a fair comment. Yeah. But again, not not something I, not something I would be too broken up about. <laughs> I would I wouldn't shed a tear, but uh, it would be a sad day. Anyway, aside from Metallica, what have you been listening to? What are you listening to? Anthrax. No fucking way. <laughs> really? No. So it's it's quite funny. Yeah, Anthrax. It's quite funny. So I don't know. I sort of found myself maybe on Saturday just like absolutely tired of music. Like fed up. Like I wanted to listen to something, but I didn't know what I wanted to listen to. Like, I just wanted to, like, fill the void, fill the silence, put something on in the background. And I fucking turned to a Naughties Metal Spotify playlist. Right. Go on. Well, it was bloody awful. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> terrible. I lasted about five songs because when Anthrax Safe Home came on, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of this. I've already skipped a few songs. One of the ones I did manage to get myself through was... Avenged Sevenfold Backcountry, and I still hated it. So, yeah, oh, I've, I've got it right in front of me. Two, zero, zero S, classic, metal classics, not his metal classics on Spotify. Just fucking bored me to tears, man. So then after that, Tear Gas was released by Architects. Feel shite, man. I just want Architects back. Oh, fucking hell, man. I, I just want Architects I, back. I'd forgotten about that. Right, well, I'd, I'd, I'd actually forgotten about that. So, just to feel something, I went back and listened to Hollow Crown and Lost Forever, Lost Together. Great album. Hollow Crown Absolutely. is... Hollow Crown is peak Architects. Oh, it's such a good album. I just want Architects back. I want to feel I something. I know. So, yeah, Tear Gas is just a fucking new low, as far as I'm concerned. It's Sorry, but it's, it's is, that the one, is that the one that I sent on being like, New Ramstein shite. Yeah, yeah, you totally called it. Like, it is absolutely a, a Ramstein esque song. Uh, and then I don't know why, but I ended up finding a bit of a day to remember as well to listen to. Nothing wrong with them. I think they're okay. Yeah. I'll enjoy Day to Remember, a little bit of bounce. I listened to their last album because I realised I'd missed it. You're welcome. Oh, six out of ten, maybe. 
But in the news this week, as you mentioned, Anthrax, uh, Pantera are reforming. Well, they're reuniting for a tour. Well, Phil Anselmo and Rex are. Yeah, do you know who's going to be drumming? Oh, I do know who's going to be drumming. No, I don't know who's going to be drumming. I do. I do know, but I don't know. I know... I've, I've, led, I've led the conversation. It's Charlie Benent from Anthrax. Oh, thanks. Cheers. I don't know who the drummer from Anthrax is. He's the one that writes all the songs. Um, but yes, with with Zach Wild, I oh, think I, I, now that I've heard who is going to be with Phil and Rex Brown, uh, yeah, from I think I'm 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 more open to 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 see where this goes because obviously, like you know, Pantera is Vinny and and Dimebag. R.I.P. Rip. But I think I think they're good replacements. I think they're solid. They're not just stand-ins. They've not just picked anybody. I feel like they've picked really, really important people from that that scene. And and Zach, Zach himself is someone who's who said he would drop everything to play in a Pantera. As someone who doesn't really give two hoots about Pantera. Is this, I mean it is, but to what degree is it, how much of it of a cash-in is it from Phil? And Now I appreciate Phil's gone on to do other bands and has stayed musically active. I don't know much about Rex, I, I don't think he's done a lot since Pantera. So like with sort of the Paul brothers completely out of the picture, obviously both gone R.I.P., how much of this is a as a cash in because it was my understanding that like Phil was always well he was an absolute piece of shit he is a piece of shit he is a racist he is a racist piece of shit right well then and nobody wants to be in a band with him so why the fuck are Zach Wilde the Anthrax drummer and Rex coming back to do this with him is it a cash in it must be no well Rex was with with, was with Phil in Down him and him and Phil went off to start Down meanwhile Vinny and Dine went off and had damage plan. I said the Paul brothers. It's Abbott. Isn't Abbott it? brothers. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Well, fucking Vinnie Paul. Vinnie Paul. But there's not his actual Vinnie surname. Paul Abbott. Abbott. Dimebag Daryl Abbott. Thank you. Yeah. So so yeah. Rex. He he was in he was in down with Phil. But yeah, Phil's a Phil's a troubled individual. That I. I've heard the excuses. Uh, it's it's ingrained. It's in it's ingrained to to the point where I'm like, I don't want anything to do with them, and uh, yeah. Anyway, the less said about that, the better. Anyway, uh, I I. So what have you been listening to? I heard the new Holy Fawn song, Dimensional oh, Bleed. I've not listened to this yet. Oh, it's so I have not listened to this yet. So good. I love Holy Fawn. They are one of my. F- so favorite bands at the moment i cling on to every release that they make there's a new album that's on the way and this is the latest song from that so that's good uh there was a split release between the band end and cult uh, not cult uh cult leader mm-hmm. smashing absolute rip your ears off sort of stuff loved it and like you say I listened to the new Architect stuff and had a wee cry. I mourned yep. their loss because tear gas drove me to fucking tears. 
and not the good kind not the not the tears of emotion they're back you know they're 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 here oh this this is an amazing ref they're they're back they're oh my god yeah heard it so many times heard so many times i have had enough of architects i never i don't know whether i'm coming or going with this band yeah no i i I agree like i've not similar to metallica i've not joined enjoyed anything they've released in the last two to three albums yep i think holy hell was the beginning of the end is is, yeah all our gods have abandoned us dry that is the album that i will say was their last great album like that's a nine out of ten hollow crown is a 10 out of 10 look well it's it's whole it's holy hell then for those that wish to exist and then i think they've got a new album coming out. yes they do they have another album coming out and everything i've heard of that new album is just as cack as whatever that for those who wish to exist yeah it's sad uh, i'm sure we'll, it's, it's difficult to talk about architects because we obviously want to do an episode on them we do we do but I'm going to struggle because they, they are a band that I've I've been with them from the beginning. And I mean it from the beginning. I have a Nightmares t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I was signed up to the In at the Deep End mailing list. And I have In at the Deep End demo records from like 2006 with, with early Architects music on it. With their original vocalist and everything that came with Nightmares. I saw them live with the original vocalist and they, you know, they did Don't Walk Away From Dismemberment and I had my fucking guitar fingers in the air. Yeah, as you do. And then I've I've seen them countless times until about 2009. And that's probably when I started getting into them and started listening and seeing them. Oh, the here and now. Nope. Out. Gone. Yeah, I, yeah. When you sent tear gas, I was just a bit like, I just, I just need to be, I just need to remember what it was I loved about this band, and I went straight to Hollow Crown, and I was like, this is so fucking good, like this is the good shit, this is the good shit, this is the good shit. Uh, anyway, we will know that that'll know that be a very depressing <laughs> topic when we finally get onto it. And yeah, I think that's all I've listened to this week is is a bit of bit of that there's a new single by violet cold that i'm yet to listen to that just uh dropped today so that'll be on my playlist no oh, i did see a band i did go to a gig as well i'm sorry what? i went i went to a show nice. portrayal, portrayal of guilt were playing and uh got got to see them play their phenomenal album christ fucker fucking no idea i recommend it for those who just want to smash things Maybe after listening to your guest by Architects. Conveniently, I managed to listen to Metallica, Master of Puppets, on Tidal. Because <laughs> I got a th- I made a purchase online, got a three-month free trial with Tidal, and I thought, well, I'm not going to fuck up my Spotify listening. Thanks, Tidal. I'll listen to Metallica on you. Uh, after taking out my phone contract, I got a six-month contract, a uh, six-month free... Amazon. Was your six months? Amazon. That's awesome. For Amazon Unlimited Music. All right. Okay. So I listened to S and M, and I listened to Master Puppets today, on that, and it doesn't track through on my last FM. So yeah, seems 
good times. I've not noticed a single bit of difference because obviously everything's Bluetooth. But there you go. I, I have, I have dabbled in title. Very good. Very good. Well, I've said everything I need to say. What, uh, what delights are you going to bring for us next time? Well, do we want to talk about next time? We need to talk about next time. For any of you listeners who are still with us, uh, one, thank you for being with us. Thank you for if you for getting this far. This isn't goodbye. This is not a goodbye. <laughs> but th- but, anyway. but thank you for being being with us through all this so far. Things are changing in the the households of of Alive Just Blethering, and time families are families are growing. Time is a gift, and really, we just don't have the time to put in what you listeners deserve. So. What we're going to be doing is switching it up to a monthly podcast. Maybe slightly longer form, maybe not, but we want to put more into the episodes, have a bit more, put a bit more research into them, and hopefully give a bit more in in those. So, yeah, uh, it's not goodbye, but it's certainly we're going to be taking our time between episodes a bit more from now on. Yeah, as Lab's saying, we won't be weekly anymore. We're going to come back down to one a month just due to other commitments that we've got going on in our personal lives at the moment. And hopefully we'll maybe be able to produce a better thing at the end of that is sort of really why we'd like to do it. So yeah, give us your feedback. Is that a good idea? Is it not a good idea? If you've got this far, let us know. But by all means, stick with us. We're not disappearing completely. And if you would like to hear more from us, let us know and we'll see what we can what we can get back in. But next month, Keith. Next month? Oh my God. What are you going to be bringing to the podcast? Well, it just so happens that we touched on them as sort of all episodes do influence a little bit. Uh, but I've been holding off on this band because I knew I didn't I didn't pick up on them straight away. But I think this is actually a really good time to talk about a band that has been very influential for me. I've seen this band quite a few times, as recently as although only as recently as maybe twenty eighteen. Anyway, we're gonna talk about Leviathan by Mastodon. That's a good one. It's a great. That one. was a great one. Almost a. Uh, Almost one that couldn't be beat, I think. If you if you are a, if you're a Mastodon purist, and you, I am nodding with agreement. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not going to disagree with that, but at the same time, I feel differently about it because, like I said, I, I stuck with Mastodon for, or I have stuck with Mastodon throughout. So, yeah, next month. What are we aiming for? First of the month, first Monday of the month. First Monday of the month, I think, is going to be the. So this episode that you've just listened to now. All Being Well should have been released on the first Monday of August. So, All Being Well again. <laughs> within the plan. But if, if everything goes to plan, we hope to have another episode out on the first Monday of each month. That's the that's the goal. Yeah, and we will be starting that off with, or we will be coming back with, Leviathan by Mastodon. Hope to join you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.